Hi everyone and welcome to Beer Bubbles Podcast. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, webshop and social medias. You can find everything at linktr.ee slash beerbubbles. In this episode, Rasmus went to Bromma all on his own to interview Fredrik Staten at Television Brewing. Listen to the full story about what made this television producer want to make beer and much, much more. Here we go. Enjoy. Right, yeah. Welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the bubbliest podcast in the world, as usual. Uh, I'm sitting here with Friedrich at the Television Brewing Company. Yes. Representing, of course. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming uh, here. Starting off, who are you and uh, what's your beginning in the, in the brewer's business? Uh, actually, I'm a TV producer. Uh, uh, having a production company and uh, beer has always been my hobby from that I was uh, 17, 18, start brewing when I was 18 and um, then a uh, couple of years ago uh, I um, just found out that I didn't have any hobby anymore so <laughs> I should start brewing again so I started up in my basement uh, it was about uh, yeah, 10 years ago, maybe, and uh, start brewing just for fun, uh, but uh, after one year I've started thinking maybe uh, I can do it a little bit bigger, maybe. I've been working as an entrepreneur all my life, so all my hobbies and things, I, I start, tend to start working to do it for a living. Okay. And uh, also, this brewing got to be my uh, living. I hope to be the, the living. <laughs> it's not actually it yet. It must be quite difficult with the time management to, to have a production company and a brewery. Don't you say, or does it work yeah, out fine? Yeah, it is very, very challenging. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But um, I have been thinking like... Uh, yeah, I have been working with my production company and I have been doing quite big uh, production for Swedish television, uh, which I'm really happy with. So uh, I felt that I have uh, reached uh, my level that I, uh, I mean, uh, this, this is what, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, didn't really have any bigger goals in, in the TV business. So... Uh, to start uh, a brewing business was uh, a really new challenge for me and a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's what keep me going. So uh, I needed to do that. Uh, and now uh, I have like uh, 15 years uh, to to try to uh, to build a, a great uh, and uh, I don't know a big. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the location we're at is the old Pripsblå Bryggeri, yeah. brewery. So Pripsblå used to work here until 2004, I think. Yeah. 2004, yeah, they did the last brew. Yeah, 2004. Yes. yes. So, I mean, you have the space to expand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so big. And if, you, if you're walking in the basement and you see the, I mean, uh, the old... Uh, I mean, big rooms for uh, where the fermenters mm. were and so on. It's so big, you can't believe it. 
it's quite huge, and you can still see like some of the the, the equipment left behind, or, or yeah, in the roof, and which they built before. Yeah, you have you like. have lots of equipment left, and uh, it's uh, it, it is uh, not allowed to to change uh, because uh, it's for the cultural reasons. Mm. Uh, so uh, the brew house is uh, still there. Uh, it's a little bit modified because you can sit in it. It's like a, an office. Okay. <laughs> a brew office, right? <laughs> so, a, li- a little bit changes, but uh, yeah, lots lots of things are left. But what is fun? I really love this location because uh, I feel it's a little bit like uh, the Brooklyn of Stockholm. It's mm. a, like a really cool location. It's uh, this brick walls and uh, you have this really big building near to the water. So uh, I really like this industrial. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting coming here. It's, <laughs> it's like, where am I going? And But it worked out fine. And, and I mean, the name of the brewery, Television Brewery, I mean, we don't have to go into detail of that. I, I, I can probably guess why <laughs> you, you chose that name. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's because uh, that I'm working as a producer, and uh, I I always tend to uh, to take some things that is close to me. Mm. So uh, I mean, uh, when I also work with uh, um, TV, I want to do with uh, like subjects that I really is close to me that I like, mm. and also so uh, everything, and also when I doing the beers. Uh, it tend to be like ideas that also are close to me. Hokkishov is like where I live, and uh, Villa Sunrise. That's uh, my home in uh, France. It's called Villa Sunrise, okay. and so I and uh, I took a picture and sent it to my mother. She's good in um, uh, painting, so she did some painting, and she okay. helped me with that. So also close. To use your uh, does she design all the labels or just that one? No, just that one. Okay. I, I'm like the designer of the of the labels, and I uh, have an idea, and then I sometimes get help, but almost every time I do it, uh, almost everything myself. All right. So you more dogs? Yeah, <laughs> some dogs uh, at the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one sleeping on the couch here yeah. as well. Uh, you have a few beers now in, in your in your supplements. You have uh, a few IPAs and, and a pills, yeah. Uh, and you just brewed your first summer beer for for Akkurat. Yes. How, do, how does that feel? Uh, what, or rather, what's the what's your what's the type of beers you want to brew and why? I mean, IPA and pale seems to be like the <laughs> biggest concept for you right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I brew uh, the beers that I like. Uh, that I want to drink, uh, and also wanted to brew beers that uh, you can uh, have uh, more than one glass of. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, uh, actually, I'm very happy if you say uh, on the second glass that oh, I, I really like this beer. So so that the second glass is better than the first mm-hmm. glass. So uh, it should be have a good drinkability. It's uh, I, I think a beer should uh, work with the social and. Uh, so, so, so that's what I'm thinking, and also uh, in into pale ale, I like. Uh, I also in in the IPA, I like the. I mean the classic style. I mean, uh, what you got then, ten, fifteen years mm. ago, that might not be so very hoppy, 
and more classic style. And that what was I was trying to do uh, with the, the Akarat uh, Pele mm. to to bring uh, like an old uh, old recipe for a Pele. Uh, uh, of course, with a little touch of uh, <laughs> modern <laughs> modern touch because uh, otherwise it. it it, it, it's not uh, really good, I think. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, classic styles with a modern twist, I think. Yeah. Not not so, I mean, extreme in some ways. Uh, and uh, also pale uh, and light beers. Yeah. I mean, with the Okusok pale, you have mostly classic styles. It's very clean and very, with a bit of. The, the bitter hoppiness to it as well. So that one, I think you went for the more classical style without the modern touch. Am I right? Yeah. Um, I, I think so. And uh, I mean, in uh, in Okusov, it was just that uh, I would start working with this uh, malt that uh, is coming from Warburg Farm. It's a local was uh, um, uh, a monster. Uh, what was it called in English? I don't know. Uh, like a malt, 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 yeah. malt, uh, malt company, <laughs> malt company. <laughs> where you get the malt from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're doing it by themselves there, mm. and it's quite difficult to, to do that. Uh, so I'm really impressed that they are doing that. And uh, But the, the malt is quite complex. Mm. And uh, so just doing using one malt with one hop, I, I'm really surprised every time. <laughs> That that you can get such uh, such complexity in yeah. the beer from well, just such an easy recipe. Yeah, of course, and but sometimes easy makes the best, you know. It's, yeah. it doesn't have to be super complicated to, to get a good beer. So now it's really going on, over there. Yeah, so now it's <laughs> heating up. And, yeah, uh, it's brewing the the helicopter helicopter today. Helicopter, yeah. Helicopter, yeah. Uh, so you've been now going for a year and a half. You said earlier yeah. at the brewery. Mm -hmm. With a really good start. I met you last summer at the uh, Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival. Yes. You and Cece sat down a little bit and talked. Cece is not with us today. He's uh, he's working. He's opening today, so yeah, right. I got to do the <laughs> the interview today. Yeah. Uh, how has the experience in the in the beer industry been for you since since starting, and uh, just how's the journey so far? I mean, uh, it is uh, quite intense uh, for me because uh, I I'm doing most things myself. Uh, I mean, I'm starting this by myself. I, I don't have any friends uh, that are co-owners or so. I, I'm doing it by myself. But uh, I have friends that helping me out, but uh, they have no salaries or so. So I can't. I mean, call too many times. I mean. <laughs> you have to have it in in a yeah. in a level. So time is very difficult for me. Uh, but the connection with the restaurants and bars is fantastic. I I mean uh, it has been very uh, because uh, I haven't been so nervous for uh, when I going out to uh, to a restaurant or a bar showing off my beer. That, that is really, really nervous to, yeah. to hear or what they're going to say and so on. So, uh, but uh, it has went well. I mean, you and Akarat has been buying the beer and, and uh, asking for doing this um, summer pale ale. Yeah. 
Uh, it was such an honor just to, I mean, get the question and doing that. That has also been very, very nervous <laughs> to, to get that uh, right. So, um, so, so that's right. So, but uh, it's difficult because I, I understand that you have to be more than one person to, <laughs> to, to um, have a brewery. So that's my next next level. I think I have to step up to get help with sales and get help with uh, brewing and so on. So uh, I'm looking for a brewer that could help me to work like um, part time. So if you come through beer bubbles and get a job here, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looking for a brewer. Yeah, yeah. talking about. You're getting a new brewer and, and expanding. Is that the future plan, like to expand the brewery and become even bigger? And is the plan to stay here and grow within these walls, or are you, are you looking for another place later on? Or, I mean, my first plan was to uh, buy a new brewery after three years. Mm. That's that's my like first plan. Okay. I'm I'm not I I don't think I'm going to uh, to do that because uh, it's. It's fairly challenging with, uh, I mean, uh, with these times. So, uh, but uh, uh, my uh, my goal is to uh, to grow, to uh, to see what uh, what the like, uh, yeah, how what, what, how big can I be? And also, I think uh, in Stockholm, I mean, we have uh, we have a, quite a lot of breweries, but no one that is like big. Brewery, like uh, in, uh, in in the micro uh, sec- section, like uh, yes, you you have a few. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not macro big, of course. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at uh, Gothenburg, yeah, yeah, you have quite big breweries, and oh, yeah, uh, and uh, that be. I mean, we have Stockholm Brewing, uh, and you have. Uh, yeah, only polio. Yeah. Um, then you have, I mean, half notch is quite outside Stockholm, but they're quite not super big, but they're quite big. Also, you have New Conninger Brewery, but they are owned by Brooklyn. Yeah, so they're, they're I, don't, first, I, so they I don't really, really count that. But they don't really count but, that's, but that's uh, right. because uh, their owners are quite rich. Yeah, they're, they're so, macro so that's, owned, so, that's yeah. not really. Uh, but uh, so you don't really. I mean, if you if you you don't have this big. I mean, with lots of people and you have lots of production and mm-hmm. so because I mean, I, so that was I am aiming okay. on that. But I, I I'm not sure that because it's so difficult to to do it. But uh, you know, when I have been working with my production company. I have also been aiming to to make it big, mm. to make a big production company. So. But that's really, really difficult because uh, you have to have like really good producers. Because when I'm working with a project, the people want to work with me. And if I have another one, like no, then it's not really good. So. It's easier yeah. if you have a beer and you have a concept and you, I mean, you have a recipe and it's, I, I, I believe it's easier to build a company. So that, that, that's why I'm, I'm changing my focus from, from the production company to television brewing 
mm-hmm. just to try to work as an entrepreneur more than maybe a brewer, just mm-hmm. to try to build this company also. So, I mean, you have different challenges. Of course. Yeah. You, it's not you only have to brew a good beer. You have to sell it. You have to. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a difficult part to, to get into the, the markets around, I mean, uh, not only the Swedish monopoly, Stimbolaget is, is one challenge itself, and then, but getting into the restaurants, that's the, the big challenge, especially when we have these brewery loans and, and restaurants that have contracts with the, the macro brewers, yes. so they don't really have that much space to, to sell other beers, and, yeah. and even if they do have a little bit of space, I mean, that's, it's a lot of competition to fill up that little space. Yeah, and it's difficult, and I still haven't really found out how you sell to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that outside of it. <laughs> but but it, it is quite a challenge, yes. Because, I mean, you, you, you really have to do it all the time, because mm. you have to have new beers, you have new batches, and you have to sell it all the time. It's, it's nothing that just coming every week or like... Um, so that's... Uh, so different. I mean... Uh, Coming from the this, the restaurant side, and having had the, the responsibility to buy in beer at places I worked at, it's it's quite a fine line when people come to sell their their, their products, even if it's beer or whiskey or whatever it is. Uh, how they approach is one thing, and then of course you want to you want to like the product. The product's gonna fit the the restaurant and what you're making. Uh, Maybe not all places think that you know it should fit a concept, but but I, I do think that uh, when you buy in products, it should fit the, the concept of the place and what you're trying to do. So it's it is difficult, but I, I mean it's just to be to be on top of it all the time and, and yeah and talk yeah. and sell and yeah. it's but yeah it's and it's also it's quite nerve wracking going into a place where you don't know anybody and just like. Put yourself on the table. Like, here's my mm. my idea. Here's what I do. Yeah. Because, as you're saying, you you put a lot of yourself into this. So you're putting yourself on the table. Yeah. Like a hundred percent before the the restaurant. Exactly. So. But actually, now it's easier because uh, I mean, uh, because of Akrat is uh, selling the beer and Ulti uh, and Big uh, Food and lots of craft beers bars in Stockholm now are selling the beer. So. Uh, I feel that uh, I'm in the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, defi- so, you definitely. So are. now it's like uh, you have to. I mean, just work, n- n- nurture that. And, yeah, and exactly. Make it grow. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you sold outside of Stockholm yet? Or no, and uh, I'm aiming uh, only on Stockholm because uh, I believe uh, uh, it is really. A, a, I mean. Uh, Good to be in the biggest town, mm. and uh, okay, it's it has its challenges, but uh, it has lots of opportunities. So I mean, it's better just to try to work in Stockholm, and I want to be a Stockholm brewery. Uh, so I, I want to start here because uh, I was in Malmo on the festival, mm. and I just understood I I shouldn't be <laughs> in Malmo. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I have to say, they were really nice with me and us, and uh, they were drinking beers, yeah. but, I mean, it was like one of ten that was interested in a Stockholm brewery in, in okay. Malmö. I mean, they were very interested in, 
in Rose. Skåne. Yeah, you do. The local breweries. And I understand them. I, I'm, lo- I'm not blaming them. But I, then I just understood, okay, I should work in Stockholm and mm. towards the, the audience in, in Stockholm for the in in the, in the for the first for the second maybe in in Mälardalen or so yeah. you have to to expand slowly yeah exactly yeah don't you know <clears throat> take too much water over your head no uh, one thing we haven't talked about is you have a tap room yeah once a week or no once a month once a month <laughs> <laughs> uh, you open it's about six months ago now, or uh, I think first time was in February. February, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's so not really six months, but February, yeah. So yeah. not that long ago. Um, was that always the plan to to have a tap room, and is there any plan to, to you know open that even more? And uh, uh, probably is, of yeah. course, as you're yeah. thinking of expanding. Uh, but what's the idea behind the tap room, and what's what's the goal with that? Okay, so um, <clears throat> I have. The, the the idea is like in in two parts because uh, one part is that I have to pay the rent. <laughs> uh, I have this location in uh, in Basastan at the West, Westmanagatan in Odenplan. So this is my old production company. So there is the place that I have been working all my life with the television, mm-hmm. and I have had employees there, and I have big tables and uh, editing stations and so on. So. But uh, when the day I choose to work uh, professionally with uh, television brewing, I um, get I, I didn't uh, yeah uh, had any employees. They had to go, and uh, I only working by myself. So I'm taking easy jobs. So I don't really need the location anymore. So, th- but I don't want to leave it either. So that's why we okay maybe we should do the tap room. Yeah, that uh, could be a good idea. Um, so uh, it's the location is very small, so uh, I, I have only a permit for um, local uh, for private uh, yeah. events. Okay. So uh, I have to have like a VIP club or a, like a invite for companies, yeah. uh, or I do like uh, tastings and so on. So I I I don't have it open for the public. So that's why I only have it open once a month because uh, it's uh, I, I don't really have time to, <laughs> to, to to have it more like that. But uh, so so people have asked me, have you what are you doing all the other days? <laughs> it's like on the bank. <laughs> but uh, if someone is interested in having my tap room and uh, having it open more, so uh, but the, the the challenge is also. Uh, of the permit, mm. so it's difficult. To, I have only this club, and I don't know if they w- will come every night. This club, uh, it's quite difficult to do it every <laughs> night. Uh, you will also be kind of tired if you do it every night. Yeah, with the production company and the brewery, so yeah. keep keep it slow in the beginning and watch it grow. So, yeah. how's the nights been when you have it open? So it's, it's like an invite list. So you, you sign up to come. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Every time I believe that, oh no, nobody is going to come. <laughs> but actually, it has been really, really good every every night, and the, every night has been quite different. So it's coming like different people every time. Some I have a few uh, people that coming every time. It is 
quite fun. So I've been uh, knowing some new guys and girls there. It's very, very fun. So uh, I'm, yeah, it, it is uh, really working out good. So uh, I'm happy with that. That is perfect. I mean, having also a tap room, you're able to show your products in your environment, basically. And uh, and that's, I think, good, very good for your brand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. People to, to get to know you. Having your beer at a, at a pub that's not yours is, is one thing, but, but coming to meet you personally. Uh, do you work yourself those nights or you have somebody yeah, helping out? No, uh, yeah, I, I have help, but I'm always there because I, th I believe that, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's fun to, for me, it's fun to meet uh, uh, the people and also for them to meet me and uh, we can talk about the beer if they want or we can talk about anything. Mm. It's just fun to uh, to hang out. So it, it's a fun night for me too. Of course. So, but I also believe that, I mean, it's it's important for the brand to uh, to have a tap room. To, mm. I mean, uh, and why not? I mean, it, it is very, okay, it's not easy, but uh, yeah. it's it's a good way to for a brewery to... Uh, expand and and we have control over uh, what is happening with the beer what we're saying to the beer and uh, what people uh, i mean if we have the news we we know we can communicate with the with the people in in a in a good way so um so, so and uh, it's under your control so it's uh, it yeah good for the from the market perspective yeah, so um, maybe, I mean, the place is a little bit too small yeah. to to have, I mean, to maybe work with it for uh, to take it to the next level. Mm. So I, I think it's good for events and so on and just small things like tastings or something like that. And then maybe I need to find something else to, I mean, more tables. <laughs> fit more people, yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, what, who knows what the future holds? Maybe you get your own little pub at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Or maybe I can work with someone yeah. in in a way like uh, that. I have uh, because uh, I mean, I believe that uh, a good way to start is to I mean to have like a joint weight. Uh, what's called joint venture uh, mm -hmm. that you uh, have like a yeah, maybe one beer uh, at on one tap or something like that. Isn't there a place in Bromo that has your? Yeah, I I have one uh, one place. It's called uh, Bistro Bromma. Yeah. And they have three taps, mm -hmm. and uh, they have always uh, Helle Hopper on one of the taps. Yeah. Oh, right, nice. And that's really great for me. I mean, yeah. uh, it's fun because uh, I get the connection. With uh, with the people because they always know that you have television brewing there, mm. and uh, also it's good. I mean, they are selling quite good, lots of beer there, so uh, mm. that, that's good for me. I mean, it's it's guaranteed sales for you as well, having a, yeah. a tap that's always yours. Yes, that's really nice. Uh, one question I wanted to ask is, other than the the pills and the the IPAs styles you're making. Are you planning on making any other styles of beer in, in, at the end or, or is that just you're going to no, keep yourself to that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, 
if, if I had time, uh, I, uh, I would like to, to make it like a, a Gosa, uh, mm. now for the summer. I like that style. Uh, also, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in Lambic, Lambic yeah. uh, and uh, I would like to try to, to like uh, do a Lambic style beer with the, with the local connection. So, uh, but I mean, I mean, I wouldn't call it Lambic, but uh, of course, uh, <laughs> legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you understand? Yeah. Let, yeah, but it's uh, a spontaneous fermented style of beer. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the brother and Isis, yeah. Yes. But uh, talking about Brett, it's like uh, <laughs> I'm really scared about that. So uh, I, I yeah. don't really know how. Uh, but I mean, okay, this house is big, so uh, I don't. I mean, it might have a plan to. You should, to you should it. keep it separate. That's, that's <laughs> the, the one point. I, I know a brewery that uh, got infected. It took him three years to get it out. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a quite a. That yeast type is quite hard yeah. to get rid of, and yeah. uh, it, it's delicious when it's done correctly mm -hmm. and everything like that. But but it's uh, I mean so for example, the, the tap lines we have at Akra, mm. we have three tap lines where breath is allowed, right. the rest is not. Okay. So yeah. beers always goes on the same tap line, mm. nothing else, because if you get an infection, you know you have to change everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I mean that's a good plan, and you have space to grow here, so. Yeah, I think so sure. that it would be, but, but that that would be fun to to work with like uh, yeah that type of sour beer in in some way. So uh, but uh, maybe uh, maybe I start with a kettle sour or something mm -hmm. easier. Uh, I don't know. Um, also, uh, I would like to do uh, porter like an oyster porter. Mm -hmm. I'm really into oysters. <laughs> Actually, I think that uh, like champagne is really good to yeah. oysters, uh, but uh, porter is also good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I would like to do like a special porter, so I could have the occasion to have lots of oysters and have like a big party, oyster party. <laughs> <laughs> oyster so, party at celebration. Yeah, exactly. So, so, mm. so that that is our planning. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's quite fun. I, I still think it's fun to to work with IPA and also trying out to to make uh, it better and uh, like uh, trying out this hazy style, trying to to find the the process to, to I mean to really get a, a great uh, flavor. Mm. Uh, it's not uh, that I'm looking for. Maxim, maximum of uh, of hops, but I understand that a, a, a lot of amounts. I mean, it's getting a a, a, a good uh, flavor. Mm, of course. But um, yeah, it's and I, and it happens uh, so fast, and I, and I'm really also interested in um, the the research and and the science about beer. So I'm trying to read and uh, listen to podcasts about the science. And uh, you see over there, this mm -hmm. is my uh, gist lab. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really finished yet, <laughs> but uh, I have uh, like a big plan that I'm going to have uh, a, a good gist lab that 
where I have equipment that I can uh, count cells and I can work with yeast for myself and and uh, also uh, build it, but but also uh, um, have a, another type of um, equipment where I can measure like precursors for um, tiles, so you can like find uh, uh, good uh, good type of molds and a good mix mm -hmm. to maximize uh, tiles for and, and working with yeast or like uh, producing the best uh, tastes from that in in, in this uh, like a chemical perspective yeah. I'm not really working on that now I mean it's more like uh, guessing I mean yeast is such a big component in beer and, and I mean you can brew the exact same beer with two different kinds of yeast in it and it will end up completely different so yeah that's a good idea to work with I know this uh, guy called Ken from the US is like a type of blood scientist for blood diseases specifically, but he's also a craft beer nerd. So he has, in his lab, he has like a storage for all, for breweries, where he has their like main house yeast, so he stores yeah. it for them, in yeah. case something happens, you know, all the brewery right. burns down or anything. Okay. And just because you can't recreate that, because mm. they've created that during the, the years of process yeah. to make that type of yeast for mm. the brewery. So it's, it's quite cool how yeast can contain so much flavor yeah, that can change the beer completely. So yeah. that's really cool as you build yeah. a yeast lab for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of plans going on and a lot of things to make happen. So yeah. it, it's really fun to see and it's fun to watch you grow and and see you from the beginning now, almost the beginning, <laughs> and, and and because it's been you've been growing really fast and, and it's really fun to see. And uh, all the power to, to breweries that, you know, focus on making good beer, good clean beer that are drinkable and taste really good. So it's mm. really fun to see, for my sake. And it's really easy to sell when it's, when it's like that. Thank you. No, it's all right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. You know, it's, yeah. uh, we, you had a few, you didn't. You were supposed to do a tasting, but it ended up being like a, a, a hangout night at yeah. that as well. Uh, have you had any other tastings or anything at other places? Yeah, I have been having tasting at uh, my uh, tap room. Mm, yeah. so, so I have a few private tastings that, that I having there. So it's uh, that's also nerve-wracking. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I haven't done it so much. Uh, and uh, But uh, it's, uh, it's quite fun, and uh, I haven't been... Uh, uh, yeah, it's like um, it, it's very very interesting to I mean to talk about the process and uh, so I I mean I believe that I uh, I mean I doing the beer in my way and uh, I uh, if someone is interested in how the process is uh, it's very fun to talk about that and tell them and learn them new things about uh, brewing or a different thing about brewing. So, um, yeah. That's also the, the, the beautiful thing about our business, even if it comes to the, the restaurant side or, or the brewing side, it's very open-minded and everybody's really helpful and, and there's 
eight percent of the time there's no like snobs or anything like there are yeah. snobs of course but but not in the the sense that it's uh, overwhelming it's it's most people in this business are very yeah. open and kind and, and happy to share and uh, I I really want to say that uh, you know uh, Brigverket from Umeå mm-hmm. uh, Patrick there he is so cool and kind guy mm-hmm. because uh, he has helped me a lot because uh, I have been asking him a lot of questions oh, yeah. uh, be- because uh, I, I uh, we just met on a uh, on a festival and uh, because uh, I liked his uh, IPA and said oh this is the best IPA on the on this festival I'm like, oh yeah thank you and he he told he told me that he has also like me no education about brewing self learned and he has been uh, talking and asking a lot mm. people and he said you have to pay it back pay it forward yeah uh, and he paid it forward to me, so, so I have been. Sometimes you, I mean, uh, I got uh, this brew house docked, and I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I called him, and he's, he gave me some advices, and uh, it worked out. And that is really, really kind. And uh, so, and now I'm trying. I mean, I haven't really had the chance to pay it forward, but uh, I will if the occasion comes and uh, I mean, when opportunity shows we will we should pay it forward and, and teach each other. I mean for example when I started working at Akkurat I, I didn't really know Belgian beers. I didn't know anything about vintage beer, like storing beer, because Akkurat is very unique when it comes to having that beer cellar. The only way I could learn was to ask questions and mm. so I had these two guys working there, uh, Johan and Christian, which is not with Akkurat anymore, but, but I think I asked so many questions, they got tired of me, <laughs> but, but still, I can still to this day ask them questions. But, mm. And my knowledge has expanded extremely much thanks to me asking those questions mm. and them being kind enough and willing to learn, uh, teach me. And that's really appreciating of my side. And so when when somebody comes in and, and wants to talk about it and wants to learn, then of course I'll, I'll, I'll happily share. And, yeah. and with colleagues having questions, we should always answer and, and not because if you keep the knowledge to yourself, you know, we, the business can't grow, the the interest and the fans around this can't grow. So if, if we all are open-minded, we it's going to be so much better for everybody. Because yeah. The more we learn, everybody, the better beer we're going to have. And yeah. We all love to have good beers. So. Exactly. So, I mean, the people that keeps all for themselves, I don't think that's the right way. No, I don't believe that. Information wants to be free. Exactly. (laughs) Information (laughs) is also power, so (laughs) everybody should have it. Yeah, but, yeah. What's happening is happening. Yeah, of course. But it's really really nice to hear that you have, you know, found found the the, the connection with with other brewers and, and, uh, you know, Starting to build your own fan base, and it's, I think that's the yeah. foundation of building. A yeah. Brewery. Also, uh, someone has asked me for uh, doing a, a collab. Also, oh. we haven't done it yet, so uh, I, I'm not going to say who, but uh, <laughs> you 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 know who they are. I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. uh, cool. I I hope that that uh, will turn out, and uh, that also is very. Uh, 
fun just to get the question mm. to I mean mm. because uh, so uh, it feels like I'm slowly getting into the business also in the brewing side because uh, <coughs> I don't really have lots of uh, colleagues uh, in the in the brewing industry I'm I mean because I'm coming from television <laughs> yeah so uh, so I'm starting to know some brewers uh, and uh, that is really cool I mean, yeah, as you said, you, you're you're completely new in this business, and uh, you're still learning about the business yeah. while you're working in the business. Yeah. So it's, I mean, keep working and, and doing that. I think I think you're on a on a good way. You have a good I'm foundation trying. set, and uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good. <laughs> uh, I think your your beer scout is starting to yeah, we need to ready. check it. I think. Yeah, you should check it. Uh, Felix, thank you so much for being in the, the Beer Bubbles podcast. Is there anything else you would like to, to add or, or anything? Go to Akarat and drink uh, the summer pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> it's on tap this entire summer. We have, you have a, we have a few cakes left. Yeah. I can see them over there. Yeah. So it's going to be on at, at least until I mean August. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> if it doesn't you know, go out before that. But it's, it's a really nice 4.8% hazy pale ale. Very light, fruity, easy bitterness. It's quenchable as fuck, as you say, yeah. and uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, thank you so much, Friedrich. Thank you. Well, that's it for this time. Thank you very much to Accurate Elite Hotels and Bishop Arms for sponsoring us so we can do this. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, our web shop, and our social medias. See you, and whatever you do, drink better beer. <laughs> <laughs>